0: Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So me up
1: so I, yeah.
0: Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5.
2: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.08 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, November the 13th, 2021. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Hard to believe November, almost half over Goodness gracious, Uh, those of you who tune in every Saturday already know that I am Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis & Boyd, Attorneys at Law. That is the day job, but on Saturdays here in the Talk 94.5 studio, I am your host for this ritualistic excursion into broadcast. Excellent, if I can borrow a phrase from the great Rush Limbaugh. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome, To the show. At Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, all the things happening in this world that we think you need to know. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, as you guys already know, we are all about limited government, lower taxes, all the things that mean more freedom. More freedom for you, more freedom for me, more freedom for all of us who are we the people. We've got a country to save, and it starts right here around your breakfast nook table, right here in the studio. Right here, wherever you are listening uh, to these words. So let's get to it. We invite you to settle in. Join us as we bring you up to speed for another great week in these United States. Joined here in the studio, as always, by producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, good morning.
3: Freedom for
4: everybody. Freedom.
2: Freedom. Uh, Laura Ingram has
4: shirts now for sale on her website, uh, lauraingram.com. Oh, really? Right. Um, yes, she's got camouflage hats and everything. And, um I, I, it says freedom on the front of the shirt. I can't remember the other part of the phrase. Sorry.
2: As the old saying goes, freedom is not free. No. So we were reminded of that this week. We had Veterans Day. We, oh, my gosh. We've got a little special musical tribute for our veterans coming up. But no, freedom is not free, but freedom is critical. And as we say every Saturday on the show, Glenn, freedom hangs in the balance. Mm-hmm. It cannot be taken for granted. Um, if you take it for granted, it will be taken from you. Yep. And uh, we see that every day. We see that uh, great decision this week on the VAX mandates coming out of the Fifth <laughs> Circuit Court of Appeals. And what you see there, and we'll get to it, great decision. I don't know if you guys have heard it, heard about it or read it. Probably haven't read it, may have heard about it. But, you know, government, basically the president got impatient yeah. and said, hey, maybe mandates weren't a bad idea uh, Well, maybe they weren't a good idea six months ago, but I'm kind of tired of waiting on you guys to do what I want you to do. So I'm going to pass a mandate. Well, guess what, dude?
4: There's a lot of people pushing back. Yeah, it's called
2: freedom, and we don't appreciate that, and we don't take that lightly in this country. We never, and we shouldn't. Too too many are taking it lightly. That's the problem. Well, and
4: the government's wasted a lot of money, and Veterans Day it reminds us that, you know, there's a lot of homeless veterans out there, a lot of veterans that suffer from mental problems because of PST. Um, there's a lot of problems with veterans that oh, we're yeah. not doing while we're blowing money and flushing it down the toilet. Uh, I saw a story this weekend um, or this week uh, about the veterans right outside the VA in Los Angeles, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. They are camped out in tents on the street because they can't get into the gates of the VA. Now that that property was donated over a hundred years ago to take care of homeless and disabled veterans, yet they weren't allowed. It just happened where they allowed them on the other side of the fence onto the property, but they're still in tents. Mm -hmm. We haven't built housing for these uh, veterans, We haven't taken care. We haven't fulfilled our obligation to the veterans as a country. And it's despicable because we're watching other money being just blown. I blown mean, out the tailpipe. Uh, if you're illegal and you pay yeah, $450,000, exactly. that would help out a
2: lot of veterans that put their lives on the line for us. If you send your husband or you send your wife, your spouse goes to war and is killed in active duty, I think the settlement is like... Don't quote me on this, folks. I think it's like 112,000. Okay. That sounds sounds about right. I think that's the current number. Uh, I may be wrong there, but I think that's the number. That's what I'm recalling. But yet Biden wants to give individuals (laughs) who came here illegally and got separated, we'll call it separated, you know, from family members, Mm -hmm. in the course of being arrested Mm -hmm. or detained, Mm -hmm. those people get 450,000. Well, wasn't there some question about DNA Mm -hmm. and if they were really their kids and... Wasn't there? Well, yeah, that we're, I'm going to make – let's make assumptions for the sake of this discussion okay. that the people arriving at the border with, quote, unquote, children yeah, there, are, are actually the parents yeah. of those individuals. <laughs> exactly. That, that cannot be a, a, a real-life assumption, by right. the way. But for the purposes of this discussion, we can say we'll assume that. But you're absolutely right. And it's insane, Glenn, that, that this government would pay $450,000. And, of course, that means certain families would be getting a million dollars or more. Mm-hmm. It's insanity. This little community of Myrtle
4: Beach, Liz Calloway, Don Bound, everybody involved in the what has been going on here the last month with, oh, yeah. with raising money to take care of veterans. And you've got the largest state in the United States ignoring their veterans.
2: Absolutely. Um, yeah, let's give a shout out while we're on that subject to uh, Don Bound, Red Hats America, and the Liz Calloway uh, Morning Show Uh, Great work being done in this uh, city for veterans. Uh, Don started raising money through uh, various events at the Asher Theater and elsewhere. And we've got, we had the Red Hats, uh, Tops Off, Hats On, Poker Run on Sunday. Yeah, uh, Tops
4: Off for Tiny Homes.
2: Tops Off. Tops Off, (laughs) not Tops. Tops 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 Off for Tiny Homes. But hats on, tops off, and they had a poker run. I was not able to join it. We had, a co- we had a conflict with some family stuff that we were having to take care of. But it was a great event. It was. Uh, a lot of folks came out, had a great time. It's- Couldn't tell if I got windburned
4: on my face and chapped lips or if it was just from the sun. Yeah. Because we were sitting outside. It was windy. Uh, Jacob, the intern, who's now not the intern anymore. Uh, Jacob's sitting next to me this yes. morning. Yeah, welcome um, to the studio, Jacob. Uh, uh, he's... Uh, He's now a, a part-time employee of yeah, the uh, of the station. station yes, so we're well, trying uh, to teach him everything. And so you I know. you were there. You enjoyed the uh... yeah. We we were both there, and we um, excellent. We had a great time. I wanted. Uh, time.
2: Did you? Were you on a motorcycle and a convertible. I that?
4: actually uh, picked up the little uh, SLK 320 convertible that I've been driving, the roadster.
2: Excellent. Um,
4: and it was it, I I had to actually go by the house pick it up. We were at the event started. Uh, down in murrows inlet and then went to burger Fi and from burger Fi they were just going to be drive-through uh stops at asher theater um uh, seaside furniture so i decided i'm going to break off and go get the convertible because it was kind of rainy that morning and weather was not this thing was is just pristine i'm not driving it in the rain yeah um so i uh i went by and picked it up and then drove up to a little river uh tried to help out as much as i could
2: Awesome. Well, I heard it was a great event. Like I said, we wanted to go. We had some family stuff we had to deal with, but nonetheless, heard it was uh, heard it was a great time. The pictures look great. All the things that were uh, written up on Facebook. Folks, we got a great show coming up for you. We're going to be talking uh, about Veterans Day right after the break. A little more about that and uh, sharing our stories there. We invite our veterans to call in. We're going to be uh, talking about uh, the Vax mandate uh, decision out of the Fifth Circuit that we were just uh, mentioning. And lots more uh, to cover on the program. In the second hour, we're going to be talking in the studio to Stephen Ernest. Stephen Ernest is a professor at Coastal Carolina who is in the midst of a very interesting uh, situation. We're going to be talking to him about that. Hope you'll stick around for the second hour of Saturday morning coffee. But for now, we're going to take a word uh, from our sponsors. We'll be right back after these messages I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. This is Saturday Morning Coffee. Don't leave town.
0: Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Saturday Morning Coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours, full hours on Talk 94.5.
2: back to Saturday morning coffee the Reese Boyd radio hour it is 721 on your Saturday morning that is the sweet soulful sounds of the one and only Ray Charles playing that little bit in honor of our veterans this morning it was of course veterans day this week veterans day on Thursday and uh, so we pause here on Saturday morning coffee to honor our veterans and remember uh, the sacrifice that uh, those uh, folks have made over the years so that among other things we would have the freedom to sit here in the studio and broadcast uh, this program to you this morning so uh, happy Veterans Day to all and thank you uh, to those who have served thank you uh, so much for your service and um, Interestingly enough, I would love to have uh, veterans. I don't know how many folks out there are interested in calling in early this morning, but if you are a veteran, we'd love to uh, call in and we'd love to hear from you. Love to be able to tell you thank you on the air. Um, love to be able to hear your story. would love to hear your, uh, your perspective on where we are in America, what it means to be a veteran today and your personal experience serving this country. And again, we thank you for your service. You know, Uh, Glenn, one of the things I remember growing up with my grandfather and I, uh, you know, one of my regrets, candidly, is that I'm not a veteran. I wish um, I wish I was. I was. I was. You know, I think you and I have had this discussion. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those individuals. I've come to believe that military service uh, should be mandatory man
4: yeah well we'd have a much better society if we yeah and
2: i think we would and you know and people say well you didn't serve so how can you say that i said well you know i I can say that because it's one of my significant regrets i don't have many regrets in life but one of my regrets is and i remember when i graduated from college and it seems kind of silly now glenn but i was in a hurry to go to law school yeah you know and i thought i I was in a hurry and i'm like in a hurry for what You've you've got the rest of your life to practice law dude don't rush and mm-hmm. so
4: you were in a hurry to pay those bills, I, weren't you? I, I guess, you know, yeah, but we've... it's
2: it's you, you add a couple of decades or three decades or a couple of decades. And you're like, oh, wow, the perspective is there. Mm-hmm. And we just don't always have that perspective as a 20, a 20 something. Right. you know And so but, yeah, you know, I remember growing up with uh, with uh, stories from my grandfather. You know, for instance, my grandfather was in—he uh, uh, was in D-Day, actually D plus two. We've okay. also—we've we, also had that discussion. Right, no, whole another story about why my grandfather was uh, at D plus two and not on D-Day. Um, the quartermaster who was responsible for their brigade or their their division did not put snorkels on the jeeps, and so as a result, their jeeps were not waterproofed for the landing. So they had to wait until the beachhead was secure, until. Uh, They could go ashore. Right. So because of those Jeeps not having snorkels, my granddad went ashore at Normandy two days after the invasion. And I always always joke about it. There's some incompetent quartermaster (laughs) uh, somewhere out there, you know, uh, in space and time. And I, I may owe my existence to the fact that he screwed up and didn't mm-hmm. put snorkels mm-hmm. on the jeeps because mm-hmm. my grandfather may well have died. If right, he had gone ashore e- exactly. on D-Day. Exactly. And so it's just funny how history is full of those little twists and turns. Well,
4: and to think about what he saw two days later. Oh
2: yeah, it oh, was my gosh. It, the, the stories. And then, but I will tell you the stories that I thought about this morning or this week as I've been reflecting on Veterans Day and the stories that you, you are, are told. Um, he told they were also in the Battle of the Bulge, the Arden Forest. Mm-hmm. And Glenn, he would tell stories about the Battle of the Bulge that would make the hair on the back of your head stand up. Really? I mean, like being in a, in a, in a slight uh, uh, depression in an encampment and realizing that you're surrounded by Germans that much, kill you. much larger in number than you are who want to kill you, obviously. Right. And everybody's sort of uh, in the dark because nobody has really good intelligence about who's where. Right. And, and literally going, trying to go to sleep, but obviously not sleeping, but wondering if you're going to see the sunrise and, and wondering all through the night if you're going to see the sunrise or if you're going to be overrun at any moment right. by an overwhelming force of, 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 the, of the opponent, of the enemy, of Germans. Right. And, I mean, he told stories that were just, I mean, it just literally uh, more horrifying than any horror movie you've ever seen.
4: Well, and have you noticed that the older we get, the the more we recognize what the veterans of this country have done for us. I am guilty. I am 100% guilty of being naive uh, as a young man, uh, not realizing the price that these men have paid, and women have paid, Mm -hmm. for this country and for our freedom. And as an adult now, later in life, um, I am... Just I'd love to help. Anything I can do to help. I, yeah. uh, I, I quite honestly, had you and I gone into the military out of high school, college, what have you. Yeah. Um, we might have been more successful in our lives because we would have had structure at an earlier age than we acquired it as adults. Yeah. Um. More discipline. More discipline. More oh, structure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, I, I think I did okay. I think I did well. I know my I parents were well. proud of me. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, hindsight, I feel the same way you did. I wish I had served, you know, uh, growing up and wanting to be a police officer and not being a police officer. Mm -hmm. You wanted to serve, you know, you wanted to help your community. And now as an adult and seeing what Liz and Nick and Don and everybody, you know, have done, it just, it, you know, it is contagious. Oh, absolutely, it is contagious. It is, it makes you wake up and realize that you could have done a whole lot more in your life to help the veterans up to this point. And now I want to, I want to help.
2: Well, you know, one of the things, and it's funny that you say that my wife and I had this conversation last night and I said, you know, one, when I was graduating from high school, uh, picking colleges, I looked at the service Academy in particular, I pursued a uh, commission to the Naval Academy, Mm -hmm. uh, an appointment to the Naval Academy. But at some point I just kind of went in a different direction. I had, you know, some folks from, um, Conway that encouraged me to look at a different school, and I did, and and uh, so and we uh, you you know, and I trust that the Lord has a plan for all of us. Uh,
4: I you know I, 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 I agree.
2: I believe we serve a sovereign God, yeah. and He's got a plan for you, yep. and it's going to unfold. But but still, you have to make wise choices. Right. You know, it's it, we we don't just sit back and wait for it to happen. We have to get up and we're going to get out of bed and make something happen. But um, I was talking to my wife last night, and I said, you know, I really hope our kids, and my son in particular, but I would love for my daughter to consider it as well. To look at the service again because mm-hmm. it's a great it's a great option it a great saves option. a lot of money on yeah. college too, yeah, and it you, saves it, a lot yeah. of money
4: for for college as well so but that structure that you but, get that instruction yeah. make your bed every day absolutely I mean, yeah. How long did it take you to make your bed every day?
5: Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's not even answer that question. Uh, yeah, And so uh, my wife is laughing re- re- <laughs> very hard right now. She- she's the one who makes the bed. Um, but, you know, the funny thing is you said about what do we do to appreciate veterans. That is what it's all about, Glenn, and that's why we're having this segment. By the way, if you have a... If you are a veteran, you have a, a story uh, from your experience uh, either in, in combat or in your service to the country that you'd like to share with us or any observations that you would like to share with us, we invite you to call in. We actually haven't shared the call-in lines. The uh, call-in number for the show, uh, of course, as always, is 843-903-2945, 80, 843-903-2945, You can also text your comments to us. On the PCRXComputers.com text line, that number is 843. 843- 798-TALK. That's 843-798-8255. We do invite you to send in your comments if you have those or uh, remembrances from Veterans Day or your experience as a veteran, if you'd like to share those with us. If you'd like to call in, we, uh, we invite those phone calls uh, this morning here on Saturday Morning Coffee. But one of the things that I was thinking about, Glenn, just a couple of weeks ago, I was in a Dunkin' Donuts, as I often am. I mm-hmm. uh, was in a Dunkin' Donuts. Reese Boyd runs on Dunkin'. Reese Boyd runs <laughs> on Dunkin'. And I noticed that the gentleman in front of me had a Vietnam veteran mm-hmm. hat on the, you know, the gold yep. embroidered lettering with the flags, yep. uh, the service flags on it. And it said uh, Vietnam veteran. And, and as he um, I think he um, had some kind of coupon or something, and he pushed it toward the uh, toward the clerk. And I and I kind of motioned my hand. I said, let me let me get this one for you. Let me get this. And uh, and so I, I paid for his coffee and his donut and I paid for my own. And I, and I just said, thank you for your service. big, you know, didn't right. make a big deal out right. of it. I just said, thank you for your service. And he said something to me that was so uh, touching, Glenn. He said, you know, uh, and the Vietnam veterans are now of the age that they will, they will sit, they will share with you. They will talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, uh, it is uh, fascinating. So we had a little discussion. He said, you know, when I got home from Vietnam, nobody said thank you to me for years. I right know, No one. And that's, that's. It just breaks your heart. I mean, it broke my heart to hear it. It breaks my heart to say yeah. it. And he said, so now today that we get gestures like this, he said, you won't believe how much it means to us. Yeah. Because for years, we felt so awful. We felt like we were tarnished. We felt like we were um, less than, yeah. uh, that we were rejected by the country that we went to the jungles of Vietnam to serve. Right. That is that is, a, that is an astonishing blemish on our, on our history. Yeah. And and quite honestly,
4: Reese, they were not appreciated when they came back, but I didn't know about it. I was sheltered. I was never homeless in my life. I didn't go through the struggles that I see these guys. And the best – you talk about the stories. The best classroom in the world is at the feet of an elderly person. Oh, absolutely. You can learn so much. and, And Vietnam veterans are now elderly I'm not that far off myself. We're, actually. Yeah, we're not
2: we're not terribly far behind. Oh, no. No, no, not <laughs> so to finish this segment, I want to give a shout out to uh, to Don Bown and the work that they're doing, yeah. the and Scott Doulabon and the Veterans Welcome Home Resource Center. Uh, we're going to have a tiny home village for veterans, folks, right here in Myrtle Beach, and great resources in Little River through Scott Doulabon's organization. And I just want to give a shout out to Liz and to Don and to Red Hats America. Great work for all that. And thank you again to our veterans. And if you do have a veteran story for us, we invite you to share it with us. But uh, we close out this segment with uh, where we started. Ray Charles, in salute to our veterans, here on Saturday Morning Coffee. See.
0: Radio hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk
2: 94.5. Hi everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services about how sound financial planning can help your family.
3: Scott? There's so much unknown about where things are going politically, socially, and culturally. And certainly there's a huge concern many families have about where things are going financially. One of the best things you can do is learn how to keep more. We are helping families across the country keep more every day. Keep more wealth and keep more income now and in the future. If you want to learn how to keep more of your wealth and more of your income, schedule a time, talk to us today, and
2: we'll lay out the roadmap for you and your family. Pile Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Find them online at pilefinancialservices.com or call 843-945-4480.
6: Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA-CIPIC.
0: Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 736 on your Saturday morning. Thank you for sharing your Saturday morning with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Special remembrance episode of Saturday Morning Coffee, honoring and remembering our veterans today, thanking them for their service. And uh, wanted to also, uh, that song that we played just uh, in the previous segment, uh, Ray Charles' um, and i it, it, the lyrics of that song i wanted to point out you know i always uh, remember our veterans when i hear that song because as you guys probably know it it opens with a line that says uh, for heroes proved in liberating strife and i thought about what a contradiction in terms that seems to be liberating strife strife is not something that we really seek out in our lives strife is not a good thing the dictionary defines uh, strife as angry or bitter disagreement, conflict. So for heroes proved in liberating strife, it's heroes proved in, in uh, strife, conflict, things that we don't necessarily seek out. But there are things that are necessary. And it reminds me of the point that we made earlier in the show. Freedom is not free. Nope. And liberating strife is uh, necessary at times. And you have to be willing to fight. There will be conflict because there are many people on this planet who don't uh, value freedom, Yeah. who don't want us to be free. Even Ray Charles could see the veterans needed taken care of. Them. Absolutely. And he was blind. And he was blind. So just again, uh, remembering our veterans here on uh, Saturday Morning Coffee, especially those who, uh, as the lyrics of the song say, more than self, their country love, submitted themselves to liberating strife, who fought in foreign lands to defend our freedom. Uh, our hats go off to you today. We thank you for your service uh here on saturday morning coffee uh we are all about honoring our veterans as as the other uh, programs on the station do and we are just thrilled to be uh, a part of remembering our veterans this week uh as we uh, honor them for veterans day like cadillac like gary like, yeah. like like he's gary.
4: chimed in on the pcrs text line um you know he's proud to be a veteran thank you for your service gary Appreciate that. Uh, Tom Heron chimed in to let us know that uh, the Laura Ingram shirt that I mentioned to you earlier it just says "Freedom Matters" and it's got an American flag on it. Yeah, so it's, it's a great slogan, isn't it? Absolutely. And
2: Freedom does matter. Yeah, yeah. it does. Absolutely. Cadillac. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, we haven't. Uh, and morning, Tim. Yeah, checked out uh, uh, other people checking in on the pcrxcomputers.com com text line. Jesse the Horseman checking in. Cadillac Gary, as you said. Uh, Tim the Car Detail Guy. Uh, checking in. So thank you all for uh, those messages. And um, wanted to also, while I'm on the subject of personal messages, Glenn, let me give a shout out to my wife, uh, today is our seventeenth wedding anniversary. Wow! So, in case I forget, otherwise I might forget. Let me just yeah. go ahead and clear that one off the deck. Uh, happy anniversary, sweetheart! Now, didn't she
4: just have a birthday like a couple weeks ago?
2: Uh, she has a birthday in January. She, okay, she's January. i a, a birthday yeah. coming up. In it, okay. Yeah, but uh, so which, twenty-nine again. Yeah, twenty-nine again. Yeah. So, uh, happy so birthday! Happy anniversary! You know, our fun- anniversary. It, sure. It's funny when we were laughing about it last night, and she said, "You know, we're." Uh, 17 years ago we were at our rehearsal dinner and I thought 17 years and then I thought to myself you know it really doesn't seem like that long at all and then of course I'm thinking to myself you know she would tell you it seems like a million years (laughs) but nonetheless it is uh 17 is the actual number and I want to thank her for putting up with me all of these 17 years so uh but we'll uh we'll be uh celebrating that today so and Oh, there you go. How's that? This is a classic happy from the Flintstones. Oh, there you go, Lee. Yeah. So, happy anniversary, Lee. <laughs> uh, that is uh, one personal message, and uh, we've got uh, so much more to talk about here on the show uh, today. Wanted to uh, share with you guys a couple of things. Um, of course, we've got the vax mandate decision that came out uh, just yesterday. And we're going to be talking about that. We've also got quite a few. Um, you know, the president had a press conference uh, this week or just yesterday, Glenn, where he was talking about the. Uh, he signed the infrastructure uh, bill, the $1.7 trillion yeah. infrastructure yeah. bill, which I think we're going to find ultimately is just one more huge mistake. But one of the things I, I noticed about that, you're going to say something?
4: I was just going to say the veterans weren't included in that bill, I bet you. And it's $1.7 trillion. Just saying.
2: Uh, yeah, it's one point seven trillion dollars. And interestingly enough, um, you know, one of the things that I noticed about it is uh, the folks who are I mean, let's look at what the president said. He said it's not it's hard. He said it's hard to do this today in the current political env- environment. But that the two sides, speaking of the Republicans and Democrats, can come together and do something big for the American people. And I thought about that, y'all. I mean, government, the the United States government, does not do anything for the people, okay? He he has this construct that is completely 180 degrees backwards. Um, The only thing that government can do is either take money from you and use it to pay for things, to buy things, to pay it to other people. It takes money from the private sector. Or it borrows money, and that borrowed money will ultimately, at some point, have to be paid back. So, government is not a productive enterprise. It doesn't produce anything in the normal sense of the word. So, when he says that the parties can come together and do something and and make something for the American people, he's misleading you. The government doesn't make anything. Absolutely, and we're already at 6% inflation. (laughs) <laughs> the the only thing that government can do every dollar that government spends is a dollar by definition that has to be taken out of the private sector. Yep. The government doesn't produce anything. Yep. And uh, I just wanted to uh remind y'all that they are they are touting this uh much to my dismay, frankly, as a bipartisan yep. effort. Yep. And I just want to remind y'all that there were uh, Republicans that supported uh, this bill. I'm disappointed. Very disappointed. Earlier in the House, uh, or excuse me, earlier in the Senate, uh, when it was voted upon uh, and passed previously by uh, House members, it is um, uh, unfortunate that there were quite a few Republicans. And, you know, I saw a comment by Mitch McConnell this week. And he was talking about the elections in no uh, this past uh, Tuesday uh, on November uh, 2nd, I believe. And he said, you know, the American people have spoken. And I thought to myself, why is it that he needed yet another election to realize that the American people are tired of the idiotic and wasteful spending that this government is engaged in? Um, and we've talked about exactly how wasteful the bill is i'm not going to get into this but i'm just going to remind y'all that the reason that they are able to, to t- tout this infrastructure bill this 1.7 trillion dollar bill as a bipartisan effort is because of the efforts of roy blunt richard burr shelly capito west virginia bill cassidy louisiana susan collins maine kevin kramer north dakota mike crapo idaho deb fisher nebraska Lindsey Graham, South Carolina, Chuck Grassley, Iowa, John Hoven, North Dakota, Mitch McConnell, Kentucky, Lisa Murkowski, Alaska, Rob Portman, Ohio, James Risch, Idaho, Mitt Romney, uh, Pierre Delecto, Utah, Dan Sullivan, Alaska, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, and Roger Wicker from Mississippi. Those are the senators, of course, when it more recently passed the House, um, it was supported by... Numerous Republicans. And uh, and it was um, uh, I won't uh, name the whole list, but I'll give you the highlights. Uh, the, the 13. Well, the, let's just say the 13 House Republicans who voted for the bill include uh, Bacon, Mally Atakis, Don Young of Alaska, Adam Kinzinger of Illinois, Fred Upton of Michigan, Jeff Van Drew and Chris Smith from New Jersey, Andrew Garbarino, John Katko and Tom Reed from New York Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio, Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, and David McKinley of West Virginia. It is unbelievable to me that in this environment that there are that many Republicans that cross the aisles and vote with Democrats on this wasteful spending. And I'm so disappointed that among that list is our own Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Yep. And I I hate to say this, but those people need to go. I don't really I'm excited. Actually, I don't hate to say it. I mean, I wish I didn't have to say it. Right. But I wish we had real Republicans standing up for fiscal sanity in D.C., inside the Beltway in the Capitol. But we've got many who don't and they need to go. And unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, that includes our own Lindsey Graham. It's unbelievable, folks. All of the spending is going to wreck this country, wreck our economy and destroy the future that your children and grandchildren otherwise would have enjoyed. So we got to get, get rid of those folks. Um, that takes care of that. Much more to come here on the show. Stick with us, folks. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. This is Saturday Morning Coffee. A lot more to come on the program. Don't leave town.
1: Tell me something. Tell me something.
0: Saturday Morning Coffee. Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour Saturday Morning Coffee on Talk 94.5.
1: In a cave below the ground Way down It's cold And it's dark But I knows his way around And the mazes of the underground Are no match for him But it looks just like a traveler Who hasn't showered in a while I've been living in the ground Milo is your best friend He's your second cousin All roads lead to He's sun. Milo is a long, long way from home yet. Yeah. name you won't forget. Milo, I haven't
2: met yet. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 751 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on the show. And I want to invite you guys again to join the show anytime by calling 843-903-2945. That's the dial-in line. We actually have Jeremy on the line now, uh, who's joined us here on the show. Jeremy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Rich. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. What's uh, what's your question? What's on your mind this morning? So my question is,
6: and I think it might actually be another, maybe another arrow in our quiver as we try to fight for the right of the Republican Party, um, <clears throat> the the senators and house reps that voted for this atrocity. Mm -hmm. How many of, and this is an honest question, I really don't know. So it's going to maybe, maybe another caller knows or do some digging. How many of the states that these people, these representatives of ours are voting with the Democrats? How many of them have open primaries like we have in South Carolina? Because My concern is that, you know, when, when they're coming to the primaries in June, and they're allowed, and, and Democrats are allowed to vote in our primaries, how many of them are voting to get reelected by Democrats from the other side of the aisle? Yeah. In the in the booth, as opposed to voting and doing what's best for the Republicans, how many of them are thinking about, you know, hey, I, I need to win the primary so I can go in because 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 in, in a red state like ours, I mean, there's a pretty good chance that if you win, the, if you get an R next to your name when you go into November, you're going to win.
2: Sure. Absolutely,
6: but how many of them are thinking about? Oh, you know, I need to win the primary before I even get to November, and they're voting, knowing that it's going to garner Democrat votes during the primary. How many? How many of those states have open primaries like South Carolina?
2: You that's know, my question. That is a very good question, Jeremy, <clears throat> and I'll, I will confess to you, I don't know the answer to that question. Off, I don't either. Mean- yeah, uh, off the top of my head, but I will say this: you know, I think that's one problem. I think that's a problem. And I think also there is a problem that we have that is peculiar to uh, Washington. And I think that is so many folks that are up there are insulated from their home state. I think they feel as though uh, that they are able to do things in Congress. uh, And and you get into this, I think, I've talked to several of them um, over the years and have have reflected on how this happens. But you get into a mindset where you are more about the mechanics of – the governmental process, the the, the bureaucracy of Congress, the, the the state, if you will. And and that becomes more important than thinking about what your what your constituents back home really want and what their priorities are. And I and I just think we've got people who lack courage, uh, Jeremy and, and, and others of you listening. I think that the um you know I think they they tell you one thing and then do another. And and that to me is is a the, the essence of the problem is when are we going to find people to send to Washington who will not only run on a conservative agenda and and pla- and, and and campaign on a conservative agenda, but go to Congress and actually stand up for fiscally conservative government, actually. And for the people and, and work not not just to not just to try to hold the line, but actually yeah. work to shrink government, not just to push for. We've got too many people in Washington now who are pushing for. One point two billion, or trillion? Excuse me, I'm running out. Of, I'm, I'm losing track of the of the numbers. They're pushing for one point two trillion instead of three point seven trillion. Right. I mean, it's insanity, and, we, and we're spending money that we don't have. And
4: so, we still have veterans on the street.
2: Yeah, and so. and so we're misdirecting. It. So, but it's a good question, Jeremy. I don't yeah. know. I I don't I don't think there are many Republicans out there pandering, uh, electorally, electorally, if that's the word to crossover Democrats, but that may be a phenomenon. I just I think the bigger issue is that the Beltway is completely out of touch. you know, you got a bunch of K Street lobbyists who govern the coffers, who control the, 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 where the money goes. It's all about money. Mm-hmm. And, and people like, frankly, I'll just use him as an example. He's on the list. Lindsey Graham, they get into the you have to raise money. To get the committee assignments, to have the seniority, to, to have the support of the moneyed interest who are responsible for raising the money that will actually get people reelected. And so you work all day in Congress. If you're a little freshman congressman, you're trying to, you know, climb the ranks. You work all day in Congress. You schlep over to the NRCC and you start dialing for dollars and mm-hmm. you get into this fundraising, And it's all a fundraising game. And they know in order to advance in the fundraising game that is the beltway, inside the beltway, inside the Capitol, it's... In order to raise money like that and get, and get in the good graces of these moneyed interests that will help them raise the money that they need to get the, compi- the committee assignments that they want, they got to play the game. And that's what it is. It's a game. The problem is the game is not in what's in the best interest of the company, in the company in the, of the country. And uh, so I think that's the, the bigger issue is we've got to find people to send to Washington. Who don't care about all
4: that? Well, I'm term limits. I mean, come yeah. on, man. We need I, term you, limits. Come on, man. Yeah. i I'm taking Joe Biden's words. Come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, term limits are never going to vote for, but there's got to be something as a country we could do to limit how long somebody stays in office. Come on.
2: That is the one reason, Glenn, that I support the Convention of States. I know not everybody agrees with that, but I support the Convention of States because I think it is the only way. That we will ever get term limits yeah. and the only way that we will ever get a balanced budget amendment. When's the last time you heard anybody in Washington say anything about a balanced budget amendment? Nothing. It used to be, it used to be a fairly well-discussed topic. It was. Yeah. Folks, I, it's just unbelievable to me, but we have got to find people who will go to Washington and hold the line and remain true to the conservative principles that they campaign on and hold the line on progressive Big government spending that is wrecking this country economically and that will wreck our future.
1: Yeah.
2: So, um, give a shout out to
4: uh, Tom Heron. The show's been preempted by Clemson. Nine o'clock of America will
2: air tonight at 5 p.m. on Talk. So, Tom Heron, not after the show as he normally is, but he'll be five o'clock this afternoon. Yep, yeah, right. that's
4: correct. And uh, actually, everybody's preempted because of Clemson football today. Yeah, yeah. well, Clemson so. football
2: is important. Yeah, that so. so but it'll be, everything, will,
4: all our normal Saturday shows or Glendale Radio, whatever you want to call it, uh, will be uh, air
2: at some point today and tomorrow. Glendale Radio, let's call yeah, it. Glendai I mean, it's, it's, all, Radio. Day. it's so, all day. It's all day. Uh, folks, uh, that is the smooth, mellifluous voice of Glenn is I've never is, said that before, though. This is Reese Boyd, I'm your
4: host. I've never said Glenn back Radio. You've never said, you said it. You I've said it today.
2: It. Yeah, well. Uh, it's all good. On. It's all good. Folks, this is Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. After these words from our sponsors, we'll be right back with a uh, special guest here in the studio. And uh, we'll be uh, a lot more to come on the show, so stick with us. We'll be right back.
1: He's bigger than life, superhero. He's the captain of the front. Ball team. He's a quantum physicist. He's a molecular biologist. He's not in it for the money.
2: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. We're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty. And Greg, the question on everybody's mind these days, what is going on with this real estate market now?
7: We have just come off three straight months of rising single-family home inventory, coupled with three straight months of slightly decreasing home sales. So what that tells us is the beginning of the shift is on. That frenzied market we felt this summer is really over. Over with, And we're at the beginning of a shifting market. So this means if you've been waiting, waiting for this continued run up in the market, the time to get your property on the market is right now before things change more.
2: Folks, that's great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.07 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. You've made it to the bonus second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. Hope the second cup is treating you well. And uh, I noticed a couple of... uh, Dings on the phone line, Glenn. I don't know if we're having phone problems or not, but we uh, had a couple of calls that came in, and then they dropped. But uh, the... Well,
4: actually, those were people that uh, came in while we were talking to Jeremy, yeah. and they went on to hold. And they did not hold on.
2: Okay. Well, uh, we missed a, a, a couple of
4: you. We have an automatic answering system here. Yeah. Uh, it's auto attendant. It will pick up and put you on hold. And if you continue to hold, we will get to you. We but will, we it's will a get live to live show, yeah. and we can't
2: always be on the phone. Can't be doing put too, your many, phone down. too many things at one time. But yeah. we do invite you guys to call in. As I've shared previously, the call-in number is 843-903-2945. And you can also text your comments to us on the pcrxcomputers.com text line. 843 798 TALK. That's 843 798 8255. And many of you love to call the offices of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. That is my day job, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, usually. That number, of course, is 843 839 9800. Love to hear from you guys during the week. Uh, Not many or many of you don't necessarily want to call first thing Saturday morning. I've heard that before. So. Do invite you to call at any time that uh, you want to catch up. Chad, I'd love to hear from you guys, either here on the air or at the offices of Davis and Boyd uh, during the uh, during the week. This next guest that we have in the studio is an extra special uh, treat, folks. I, I heard about this guest actually listening to the nationally syndicated Glenn Dye radio program. And as I was <laughs> listening to the show and was uh, this particular guest was being interviewed by Glenn Dye, and I realized – or excuse me, I'm sorry – Glenn Beck. Did I say Glenn Dye? You did. Well, you've gotten all kind of attention.
4: Yeah, that's okay.
2: Listening to the nationally syndicated Glenn Beck program, and uh, (laughs) I realized that the guest on the program was from right here in Myrtle Beach, right here in Oree County, uh, a a professor at Coastal Carolina. So I pulled up the story that they were talking about, and uh, this was uh, a story that we located online from, I think, Reason Uh, Coastal Carolina University trying to fire a professor for saying hurt feelings were not a big deal. Coastal Carolina moving to terminate a theater professor who expressed the opinion that an extremely minor incident on campus did not merit a dramatic response from the department's department's diversity, equity and inclusion committee. Sorry, but I don't think it's a big deal, wrote Professor Stephen Ernest in reference to the matter. I'm just sad that people get their feelings hurt so easily, and they are going into theater. (laughs) On September 16, a visiting artist spoke with two students of color at Coastal who explained that they were hoping to connect with other non-white students on campus. The three of them subsequently wrote down the names of other students of color who might wish to connect with them and discuss their shared struggles. Again, this from Reason Magazine National Publication. They left this list of names on a classroom whiteboard. The next class saw it. The next class saw the names up on the whiteboard, realized what it was, and, of course, immediately thought that the non-white students had been singled out for some nefarious purpose. A protest was planned. I mean, how how obvious is all of that in the campuses of today's world? Of course, white supremacy is at the root of every problem on Earth. And when you walk into a classroom and you see the names of three non-white individuals on the whiteboard, then clearly somebody must be up to something. And growing up, I had no idea that sticks and
4: stones were thrown by white supremacists. I I could have swore it was just sticks and stones will break
2: your bones, but words will never hurt me. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, and that seems so rational, Glenn, yeah. but in the ensuing investigation that was prompted at Coastal Carolina University, again, this is Coastal Carolina, this is happening right in our backyard, Coastal right. Carolina University, Conway, South Carolina, in the ensuing investigation, the professor who had the audacity suggest that this was not a big deal is now being pursued for termination. Wow. So that professor, Stephen Ernest, joins us here in the studio this morning. Good morning, Professor Ernest. How are you? Good morning, Reese. So... Are you really earnest I I thought about uh, that your name is perfect it's like a pilgrim's progress sort of story and
8: there's nothing important about being earnest just Uh, so you know (laughs) all right I just wanted to clear that
2: up so so is that story from reason is it far off can you tell us is that actually what happened in your experience
8: yes that's uh, that's pretty much what happened I mean I I didn't have anything to do with the writing of the names Uh, I just made the comment on it from the outside and Bam! Uh, The classic man in the middle. You know, uh, the guy in the middle is always the one that gets takes the greatest blow uh, when the fights going on. And so, um,
2: yeah. Mm. And when did you learn that the names had been written on the wall?
8: There was just a a email uh, chain that kept uh, kept uh, kept going and going, and uh, finally, you know, you what you've seen enough of these things. I just wanted to comment to uh, guys: let's move on was was my basic the spirit of my um, commentary there
5: yeah
2: and and was it eventually uncovered i'm i'm assuming that it has been gener- it has become generally known that This is actually not a big deal. That there was no nefarious purpose in the writing of the names on the whiteboard.
8: Well, no, in, in, in fact, the uh, the guest professor was trying to do a service to try to make uh, to you know, connect them. To, yeah, to, to connect them. It was supposed to other like minded students. Yes, it was supposed to be a positive situation. Yeah. but it, it interpreted to be a, a, a negative one.
2: But in the course of all this, there are people who are seeking
8: your termination. Uh, apparently, yeah. Uh, because I, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, I guess because I I decided to speak the truth and, and and say what was very obvious that you know this should be we should move on from this. So, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Did you re- did you state that responding to the email that went out one of the emails or how did how did you get how did you become a target in all this?
8: It's it's really hard to say. I mean, I think. Um, uh, Possibly just who I am. Um, I, I, you know, I, I really don't know that 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 answer to be to be honest with you. Um, hmm. I don't know why me. Um, well, maybe maybe because you spoke truth. You know.
4: <laughs> That seems to be avoided lately yeah, I mean, and that, that, everywhere. Um, how long were you? Have you been at CCU?
2: Uh, this this is my seventeenth year. Wow. at Coastal Carolina University. Well, we're we're also joined here on the program by your attorney who represents you in this matter. Ruth Smith has dialed into the show, and maybe Miss Smith can uh, shed some light on that question. Good morning, Miss Smith. How are you doing?
9: Good morning. I am doing fine.
2: So. Uh, We appreciate your efforts, and uh, Steve is, of course, sharing his story with us. Do do you have any thoughts on how Steve was singled out or anything to add to that discussion?
9: How he was singled out? Or how did he become
2: a a, a target for termination, I guess, is the question.
9: He spoke truth. I I really think that's what it is. And in the campus environment today, it is an environment that hunts heretics. And if you do not fall in line with the ideology, or you dare speak, uh, that you know, point out the emperor had no clothes that day, mm-hmm. um, then you your head must be delivered on a platter, and and that is what they're doing.
2: It, it's really astonishing and hard to believe. We hear these stories, and I tend to think, well, that's happening in the Ivy League. That's happening in the Northeast. That maybe that's happening on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I don't think that sort of thing would happen here in South Carolina. And here it is happening right here in Oree County, right here in South Carolina, right in our own backyard. Um, so, Steve, are they are they actually trying to fire you? Have you been advised that you will be terminated or wh- where exactly is the procedural status?
8: You know, I, I, I don't really know. I've, I've had very limited uh, communication with them, actually, a, a, most of the communication has gone through Ruth, who's done a wonderful job. In, 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 on and when you case. say them,
2: you're referring to the, the school. school? Yeah, the school. Yeah. Okay. Um, ac-
8: according to the communications that I've been aware of, that they, they, they are planning to, to terminate me, um, either voluntarily or involuntarily. So um, those appear, appear to be my, my two choices.
4: So if you don't fit the narrative, they're going to cancel you. But, that's yeah. that's what I get from this, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. You spent 17 yeah. years there, and but, this is the
2: way you're treated. But all that you did, let me just make clear. Make yeah. sure we're clear about this. All that you did was say that this episode. Now, and remember, this episode were, were a couple of individuals who were trying to be supportive of students of color, speaking to students of color in a small in a in a handful two or three of them together. They wrote the names of some other students of color that those students could talk to to talk about shared experience as students of color. Um, That inadvertently or intentionally, I don't know that it matters, but those names were left on a whiteboard. And the presence of those names on the whiteboard when the students walked into into the classroom for the next class, that's what we're talking about. That's the issue. Yeah. And you had the audacity to suggest that that was not a big deal. And for that... Coastal Carolina has told you that they want to fire you. Correct. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and if, if I I'm, could yes, interject ma'am. here for a minute. Please, um, Ruth.
9: Because this is real important. Uh, fortunately, the, the reaction once this hit the media, what Coastal Carolina was doing, fortunately people were properly outraged and have been contacting the school and the board of trustees is aware of the situation um, but the administration is kind of playing word games with the board and telling them oh no we're not taking negative action we've just reassigned him we're not firing him that that is our information of what's being told to the board of trustees they're firing him okay <laughs> i have an email from their attorney from uh from Thursday, this week, they the options are leave voluntarily or leave involuntarily. You pick your
2: poison. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Ruth, let me stop you there for one second. We would love to have you guys hang with us through a break, but we've got to take an obscene profit time out. Uh, we'll be right back, folks, with these uh, fine guests, with uh, Steve Ernest and his attorney, Ruth Smith. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Damn.
1: shines. Find white
0: lines on withered stores with open signs. Text us 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. On Talk 94.5.
2: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Talking with Scott Pile of Pile Financial Services about how sound financial planning can help your family.
3: Scott? There's so much unknown about where things are going politically, socially, and culturally. And certainly there's a huge concern many families have about where things are going financially. One of the best things you can do is learn how to keep more. We are helping families across the country keep more every day. Keep more wealth and keep more income now and in the future. If you want to learn how to keep more of your wealth and more of your income, schedule a time, talk to us today, and we'll lay out the roadmap for you and your family. Pile Financial
2: Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Find them online at pilefinancialservices.com or call 843-945-4480.
6: Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA-CIPIC.
0: The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5.
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. A little John Hyatt for you on Saturday Morning Coffee. 822 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sharing your Saturday morning with us. Gone like my last paycheck. That's what CCU wants to do to our guest, Steve Ernest. And it's despicable, folks. It's despicable. We're joined here in the studio by Steve Ernest, CCU professor and his attorney, Ruth Smith. Now, Uh, Ruth, just before the break, you were explaining to us, uh, shocker, that the trustees and the administration, the administration is playing word games with the board of trustees, but that you have it on good confidence that the Coastal Carolina administration does want to fire your client. So you want to finish up that thought for us? Yeah. um,
9: You know, originally the position when I first talked to them was, you know, he, he's gone. We're not even going to let him dust books in the library. He needs to be gone. And if he doesn't leave on, you know, our terms, then we're going to make it difficult for him to get another job. And that, that threat was there. And we're going to dig up dirt. <laughs> that threat was also made. Did,
2: did, did they put that in writing? I mean... It,
9: no, no. You're an attorney. You know better than to do that. Yeah. Uh, That's so astonishing. Then the media got a hold of the story, and outrage ensued. Properly, yeah. and they they were a little more contrite. Yeah. Okay, maybe we're going to let him stay. Let me know what he wants to do. So I, you know, t- checked with Doctor Ernest and uh, responded he wants to stay. He loves his job. He's worked there, you know, seventeen years. This is what he does. And then the response later this week was, "No, that's not an option anymore. Um, he needs to pick how he wants to leave again." Um. So the we have we know people have been reaching out to the Board of Trustees and the the feedback we're getting and as you know as an attorney I can't do that directly. Yeah. Um but um the feedback we're getting is that the Board of Trustees is being told, Oh no, it's all fine, he's not, you know, being terminated. Mm-hmm. I do have the email this time, the uh opposing counsel was kind enough to actually put it in writing mm-hmm. um but yeah the it, it's very explicit he is to be he is he's gone he needs to pick how he wants to leave
2: so I, I maybe i won't even ask permission but can we encourage our listeners to put pen to paper and write the leadership of coastal carolina and to write the trustees and to encourage edu forward slash trustees okay well very good <laughs> so yes
9: please do
4: parents yes, all over the country we- are getting involved in their kids education and this is a perfect example of a reason why they should be involved in their education this is wrong
2: this is and you know i'm thinking glenn that we are all so proud to be associated with coastal Absolutely. at this time because of the success that they have experienced on the football field, which is truly phenomenal. Baseball, football, uh, education, uh,
4: scholastics. But,
9: but this,
2: this is ridiculous. This, this is an injustice that cannot be allowed no. to stand.
9: Yeah, and, and I want I want to make this point. Yeah, students go to college to learn. They learn about economics. They learn about theater. They learn about of mathematics what are the students at coastal carolina learning from this experience
2: mm. it, they're
9: they're seeing what happens
2: yeah it's right what
9: what they are learning is if you see something you need to stay silent
2: yeah don't you don't do speak not,
9: up do not speak up if you do we will destroy you if so you sp- stay silent yeah
2: if See you, something, say, truth, say something doesn't it, apply yeah. in college. If you speak truth, you yeah. will pay a price. So, Correct. Steve, you've been quiet. Anything else you want to share with our listeners before we let you slip out?
8: Well, uh, it, you know, it's uh, I, I agree with what Ruth said. I mean, you know, we are teaching students to just, you know, be quiet. And uh, we, we can't, if, if we have an opinion, we can't say it. Uh, or if, if it's an opinion that's not popular with the masses, then uh, we will be canceled. Uh, It's a mass cancel culture that we're a part of now and it's uh, really tragic.
2: Well, and and I would say this, I would take one issue, minor issue with something that you just said. When you say the masses, I think in so many instances, yes, it seems like the masses, but what we have is a very, very vocal, but very small minority of society when taking society as a whole, now I Mm -hmm. know the college environment is different, and they wield a lot more, they're, they're more numerous at, at the college, in the, inside the college bubble, than they are in the real world, but we're talking about basically a, a fascist dictatorship of a small percentage of the people who tell everybody else what to think, and, and if you disagree, you lose your paycheck. Well,
8: but, you know, people are easily led to uh, in in this day and age. So if they hear something, then their friends say it, then, yes, they just jump right along and go with them uh, without really knowing the entire story.
2: You know, and I I think so many times that we've all seen this coming. It's been happening for many years now, and we've all thought many times, countless examples where we we realize, you know, we all just need to lighten up a little bit. We all Hmm. need to lighten up. And, and you had the audacity to say, you know, hey, this really isn't a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and for that, th- they want to make you an example. I mean, it's, it's
8: astonishing. Well, I've gone on record before as saying uh, maybe back to 2016, people lost their sense of humor.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do. I think we have. We, in many ways, have lost our sense of humor as a society. Uh, Dave Chappelle, current example, mm-hmm. good example of how mm-hmm. we have lost our sense of humor. Um, uh you know, he, he said something really great. He said, you know, it's great that Twitter is not a real place, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, thank goodness for that. But we have. We've lost our sense of humor, uh, unfortunately, as a society. Many of us have. And uh, at the same time, I don't, I was I don't think our anybody, country. yeah, none, none of us here in the studio uh, and much of the audience, we've not lost our sense of humor. No. Unfortunately, we have to keep our sense of humor mm-hmm. or we would go crazy. True. But the rest of the world, uh, the people on the other side of the spectrum, and particularly at the end of that spectrum, have completely lost their sense of humor so well, Steve, thanks for joining us uh, here on the show. Come back anytime. We would love to get updates from you and Ruth yeah. as this matter progresses, and we hope uh, that that you can you know get this taken care of and dealt with with all dispatch and that you will still be a fixture at uh, coastal Carolina for, for many years to come for another 17
4: years. And, and so. we're
2: going to post, I'm going to post the contact information for coastal Carolina on the Facebook page for Saturday morning coffee. And I hope folks will look up the website, get the address from coastal it's coastal.edu um, forward slash trustees. As Ruth reminded everybody, write the trustees that, you know, uh, look at Saturday morning coffee. Get the snail mail address. Get the email addresses. Send them emails. Send the president. Michael Benson is the pres- the new president at Coastal. Send him an email. Write him a letter. Let him know how astonishingly uh, unjust uh, what is being done to Steve Ernest is. So, thank yeah. you, Steve. Thank you, um, Ruth. Thank you for joining us here on the program. Keep us up to date on how this process is going. And 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 come y'all come back on the show anytime. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Folks, that's uh, Ruth Smith and Steve Ernest, and this is Saturday morning coffee. And after these words from our sponsors, we'll be back with more. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Die. Don't leave town.
1: Saturday
0: morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi everybody,
2: it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. We're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team, eXp Realty. And Greg, you've been in this market for over 24 years locally. How
7: does that experience translate to benefit your clients? You're right, Reese, doing this for 24 years. We've learned a few things and we specialize in better communication, giving our clients more peace of mind and just handling all the details, streamlining the process. So how do you coach
2: a buyer who's involved in an environment where there are multiple offers being submitted? admitted
7: for properties that are moving quickly. You've got to have a buyer that absolutely has to have the property, meaning the motivation is there. Going in strong with terms and price is the way you win in this market. Folks, that's
2: great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty at 843-251-2693 or reach them online at gregsisson.com. It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services about how sound financial planning can help your family.
3: Scott? There's so much unknown about where things are going politically, socially, and culturally. And certainly there's a huge concern many families have about where things are going financially. One of the best things you can do is learn how to keep more. We are helping families across the country keep more every day keep more wealth and keep more income now and in the future if you want to learn how to keep more of your wealth and more of your income schedule a time talk to us today and we'll lay out the roadmap
2: for you and your family Pile Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Find them online at pilefinancialservices.com or call 843 945 4480.
6: Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA-CIPIC.
0: Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Full hours on Talk 94.5.
1: If you feel lost, he's a way maker If you need freedom, save it He's a prison-shaking savior If you got chains, he's a chain breaker
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio awesome. Hour. It is 7.35, oh, excuse me, 8.35 on your Saturday morning. I was about to... Take us back into a wormhole, back uh, back to the first hour. It is 8.35 on your Saturday morning. You've uh, shared another Saturday morning with us, almost. Uh, a lot of this, uh, we thank you for sticking with us here on the program. It is uh, just unbelievable to me, Glenn, that that is what is happening right here in our own backyard. It's ridiculous. I, I can't even imagine. And, and again, all he had the audacity to say was, come on, folks, uh, can't we just get along? Pretty much. This isn't a big deal. Yep let 's move along, nothing to see here, and, yep. and for that, they want to uh, let 's use the word lynch him uh, cancel yeah, I mean they, him, this, lynch him this is terminate ridiculous. him it 's unbelievable
4: Guys spent seventeen years uh, teaching your children um, or your kids somebody 's children yeah, yeah. Your, your young adults actually,
2: um, and that they 're just going to try and cancel him uh, it 's truly unbelievable, and I, I hope you guys will reach out again. We will be posting. Contact information for Coastal University, Coastal Carolina University trustees and the leadership, Michael Benson and other leaders at the university. We will be posting that information on the Facebook page for Saturday Morning Coffee. I hope that you guys will take the time to email the trustees or write them even better. And I think in this case, uh, I think a physical letter. It uh, does more yeah. than a, a phone call or, a phone a call or, or an email.
4: Yeah. You know, quite honestly, you know we have been huge supporters of CCU. Oh, we are proud yeah. to be in teal country. Yeah. I mean, I bought a teal coffee maker and a teal, you know, cutting block— Uh, a knife holder for my home because I was happy to be right down the street from CCU in Teal Nation. Yeah. And and I did that when I moved here. And this has left a terrible taste in my mouth.
2: I love Coastal. I have been so proud to see the progress that they are making. I mean, we've got a school that has risen, particularly within the last year, year and a half, to national prominence. I mean, who would have ever thought, frankly, don't take this the wrong way, folks, but who would have ever thought that Coastal Carolina would become a household name Nationwide, in 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 the short span of time that this has been, and people know
4: Myrtle Beach, but yeah. they didn't know Conway. But they didn't know Coastal. You know, Carolina. and when they when yeah. when they're on national TV and they're saying from Conway, I mean, we had to straighten out a couple of the broadcasters kept saying from Myrtle Beach. Yeah. they're not in Myrtle Beach; oh. they're in Conway.
2: Well, you know that that is an ongoing discussion. <laughs> they, um, dude, the, zip code's the zip code, the zip code, the zip code is the zip code. But there are folks in Myrtle Beach who want Coastal Carolina to be from Myrtle Beach, and of course, the founders of Coastal. The people who chartered the school, those were people from Conway. Mm -hmm. And the zip code, as you said, is Conway. 9526, baby. The school is Conway. But let me just say this. There are forces at work. That want it uh, to be known as a Myrtle Beach, South Carolina how university. Could
4: do, how could you do that? You would have to open up a, a satellite somewhere in Myrtle Beach, and then all the mail would have to yeah, go there. Put a PO box.
2: Yeah, the mayor. Will yeah. The, mayor <laughs> the will open at a the UPS store me. down
4: the street. Yeah. I, I'm
2: just saying. I'm asking for a friend. I don't. I got. I, I've got no dog in the fight. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's a funny discussion. Yeah. By the way, earlier in the show, we were promising you guys an update on the Vax mandate situation. And by the way, I just want to say. We've been talking about this a lot. Uh, I've gotten a lot of calls. We're handling a lot of these cases. It is, again, astonishing to me we look at these situations, Glenn, and we say, well, this is happening in New York or it's happening in California or it's happening in Portland, Oregon. But we don't necessarily think that all of this nonsense will come into our backyard. Right. And it has and it is. And it's at Coastal. It's right here in Myrtle Beach. It's all across the state and it's happening right here in O'Ree County. Um I've gotten quite a few. We've been talking about Vax mandates on the Liz Calloway Morning Show. Right. On the Friday segment that we do, we've been talking about it on this show. Many of you have called. I probably got – I got a couple of dozen calls just this week about it. It is starting to happen. You've got companies that are giving people ultimatums. So we've picked up quite a few clients. We are helping these people. Um, and again, the office Davis and Boyd eight four three eight three nine ninety eight hundred. If we can, if you've got a situation with your employer that you want to discuss, I'll be happy to discuss it with you. Um, been working, following lots of cases, and I have been telling Glenn. We've been uh, on on Liz's show, on this show, we've been telling people. First of all, don't let your employer run you off. Don't just assume. Like they were trying to do to Steve. You know, they're trying to. Dan Bongino. Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah. Dan Bongino. Apply, uh, imply to him that he's either got to leave voluntarily or they will ultimately squeeze him out. They want you to leave. And they've threatened him if he wants to get a job. That's a threat.
4: Yeah. And that is wrong. That is so wrong.
2: And so I've talked to so many people. I talked to one gentleman this week, local fella. He said, you know, every day I'm getting emails from my HR department. And after a while, you know, give us your vaccine status. Get us, mm-hmm. Every day you go into the office and you're greeted by these emails. Just want to remind you about our vaccine push. Please pro- uh, provide your vaccine status. When you answer that email daily, after a while, you start to think, well, you know, <laughs> this might start to have some implications for me uh, for me on the HR front. And But don't let your employer intimidate you folks into leaving your job. First of all, okay. if you leave your job, you've got no calls of action. You've got no claim and you don't get unemployment. And uh, there are quite a few people who have just resigned out of frustration. Right. Um, that is not a good decision. The, uh, the other thing I would say is once you get into a situation where the employer is imposing a mandate on you, take advantage of whatever exemptions or options are provided by the employer. If they offer a religious exemption, if they offer a medical exemption, whatever exemptions that you, in good faith, can take advantage of, right. exercise those opportunities. Take advantage of those. Uh, try to play the system. That's how you preserve your rights to pursue something.
4: Now, this system is going to, after in January, you're going to lose a lot of truck drivers,
2: the CDLs. Oh, yeah.
4: Now, of course, they're going to want them to get through the holidays, okay? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to cut our nose off. Um, basically... There, well, we could lose a quarter of our truckers in this country because of the vaccine mandate.
2: We we have an administration, Glenn, who they have created a national crisis. There is a mm-hmm. supply chain crisis. They're talking about how, you know, Christmas is Christmas isn't coming. First of all, Joe says just buy less stuff. Yeah, man. Joe says buy less luxury items. Um, Christmas, first of all, is not about container ships coming mm-hmm. right. from China. Right. Christmas true. is about something else. Christmas yep. will happen. But they're telling us, after they have wrecked the supply chain, that they're going to keep the port of Long Bay in Los Angeles open on a 24-7 basis, and that's going to take care of the problem somehow. Meanwhile, there are literally more than 100 ships stacked up at at the the port of Long Beach. uh, Did I say Long Bay? I meant Long Beach. Beach. Waiting to be unloaded. 100. 100. Glenn, the typical number is like 12.
4: And Florida says, hey, don't wait. Just come on around Texas and come on up here, and we'll unload you over here in Florida.
2: But you got to have the truckers to get them unloaded. As we were discussing the VAX mandate situation, as I have been meeting with people, I have been saying, look, play the game. Play along with your employer. Don't let them intimidate you. Don't let them imply to you that you need to quit, that that's what your best option is, because that's not your best option. And we've been saying to folks, as we have met with them, uh, and and as we've talked about it on the radio, ultimately, I think these mandates are will fail they will not pass constitutional muster we've been following various cases you know you've got the uh, church v biden cases the cases that impact uh, direct government employees can the government Mm -hmm. uh, directly require its employees citizen military etc and you're not just talking about truckers glenn right there are thousands of cia agents yeah who have said we will walk off the job a third of our seal force Mm -hmm. navy seals a third of the SEAL force has stated. I haven't seen any updated numbers, but at one point, a third of them said they would not get the vaccine. I mean, we've got huge losses in our intelligence community, yep. in our military, uh, in, our, in our military payrolls, or our, our military uh, resources. That we're going we're to lose hundreds of thousands of people from needed positions in government, in the military, in intelligence. If we if we continue down this path, but you've got the cases like Church v. Biden that challenge the government's ability to force its employees to get the vaccine. You've got the other cases that involve um, the government contracting companies that are that are uh, imposed upon companies who contract with the government. Then we've got these cases that are uh, a result of the OSHA mandate for any uh, employer who employs a hundred or more employees. Which I didn't is, know that was
4: OSHA's. You know, gig. yeah, which is
2: which is. <laughs> Uh, a vast, the vast majority of the workforce. Right. And there are numerous cases that are pending. Daily Wire versus OSHA is one. Southern Baptist Theological Seminary versus OSHA is another. Those are pending in the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, State, Missouri, State of Missouri versus Biden, that's in the Eighth Circuit. Um, uh, State of Florida versus OSHA. There is another case that I want to share with you guys. We got a great ruling yesterday. We'll talk about it right after the break. But it is the voice of reason, folks. It is the voice of freedom. And mm. we're going we're gonna to share that with you after the break. So stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. This is Saturday Morning Coffee. Don't leave town.
1: We've all run to things we know just ain't right. And there's a better life.
0: Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk
5: 94.5. Thailand's Dental is just a name. It's really Dr. Ray Cleary and Dr. Russell Boatwright. We are Thailand's dental. You know, at the end of the day, people are concerned that their dental health can contribute to other things, and it can. But I think the real key to to keeping your smile, your teeth healthy, is it contributes to a better way of life, and that will keep you healthier. What's interesting is, in dentistry, there's really no reason to have dental problems. To be honest, dentistry is fairly cut and dry. Typically, what we tell people is get them cleaned every six months, and have x-rays done once a year. Now, I saw somebody that was a builder, and he hadn't been in in five years, and I told him, look, you could probably come in another five years, and you'd be fine. But just for my sake, come in once a year. Tylan's Dentistry is located at 1625 Glens Bay Road, which is between Surfside Drive and Homestown Road. Our website is Tylan'sDental.com.
2: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services about how sound financial planning can help your family.
3: Scott? There's so much unknown about where things are going politically, socially, and culturally. And certainly there's a huge concern many families have about where things are going financially. One of the best things you can do is learn how to keep more. We are helping families across the country keep more every day. Keep more wealth and keep more income now and in the future. If you want to learn how to keep more of your wealth and more of your income, schedule a time, talk to us today, and we'll lay
2: out the roadmap for you and your family. Pile Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Find them online at pilefinancialservices.com or call 843 945 4480.
6: Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member finra Recific.
0: Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.
2: Good morning, everybody. 849 a.m. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. So we've been talking about VAX mandates this morning and uh, in the parting wisdom segment here, you've made it to the conclusion of another episode of Saturday Morning Coffee. I want to share with you uh, the wisdom of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. This opinion just came out yesterday. We were talking before the break about a few of the Uh, cases that are percolating, and I've been telling folks that come to see us uh, at the office and and generally people on the radio that call in and that we've talked to on The Liz Show and this show, these mandates are not constitutional, folks. They will fail. The federal government, at least through the auspices of the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, does not have the authority to do this. Then, lo and behold, yesterday we got a great decision from the United States Court of Appeals for, for the Fifth Circuit in the uh, B.S.T. Trosclair case, that's also the case where, among other parties, the states of Utah, Mississippi, and South Carolina, our own Alan Wilson, have sued the Occupational Safety and Health Administration and the administration. The uh, case, and it just is so uh, it's so well reasoned, well written. This is a an opinion that permanently enjoins uh, the enforcement of the. Uh, OSHA Temporary Emergency, uh, uh, the ETS. And the case goes, uh, the Emergency uh, Temporary Standard, that's the, ET- that's the mandate that OSHA um, issued. It says, this is not the first time that OSHA has done this. It has refused several times to issue ETS despite legal action urging it to do so. In fact, in its 50-year history, OSHA has issued just 10 ETSs. That's Again, that's what the mandate is being called in this opinion. Six were challenged. Only one survived. This, again, is the opinion of the Fifth Circuit. That's the reason for the rarity. The reason for the rarity of this form of emergency action is it's simple. Courts and the agency have agreed for generation that extraordinary power is delivered to OSHA under the emergency provisions, and that power must be delicately exercised and only in emergency situations that are actually emergencies. And the case goes on to talk about, this is a case about the COVID-19 ETS, the emergency temporary standard, the mandate that OSHA promulgated on November 5. And they talk about uh, the number of plaintiffs uh, that the, that the uh, ETS requires people. It requires people to uh, be vaccinated uh, and, and, and to wear a mask. It talks about the, the, uh, uh, the petitioners that are involved in the case. It says many petitioners are private employers uh, that have standing for various reasons, and it talks about the states that are uh, that are involved in the case. But it says we begin by stating the obvious. OSHA was enacted to was was created to protect safe, health, and healthful working conditions and to preserve uh, human resources in, in our companies. It is it is intended uh, to uh, let's say uh, it's a, sorry I'm sorry. The, the pronouncements are matters of public health that affects society in any number of profound ways. What the court is saying is basically that this mandate affects all of us. I'm, I'm trying to summarize the opinion briefly, but it, it's a it's a mandate that affects all of us, whether you're actually directly employed and you're uh, affected that way or if you're de- affected in other secondary ways. But it talks about, it, it says, the mandate is fatally flawed. The mandates strain prescriptions can con- con- combine to make it a rare government pronouncement that is both over-inclusive in that it, it applies to virtually every workplace in America with little attempt to account for obvious differences in risk, say, between a security guard working a lonely night shift and a meat packer working shoulder-to-shoulder in a cramped warehouse. And it's also under-inclusive. It, it carves out employers with 99 or fewer employees without any reasoning as to why, it doesn't protect them from the same grave dangers that it purports to protect other employees from. So it, the, the the mandate the court is saying makes no sense. And so uh, it talks about how this same administration previously said that it didn't support mandates, but after the president voiced his displeasure with the country's vaccination rate in September, the administration pored over the U.S. code in search of authority for imposing a national vaccine mandate. The vehicle that it landed on is the OSHA ETS, the OSHA mandate. And then it talks about all kinds of problems uh, with the mandate. It talks about a point that Texas raised in its brief that says the the OSHA statute talks about um, toxic and physically harmful uh, factors in the workplace, that's the basis for OSHA's regulatory authority. That doesn't even really apply to uh, the the vaccine. It doesn't really apply to a virus, and uh, so it's a um, just a well written opinion that talks about the whole thing is is basically a, a sham. It says equally problematic is that it remains unclear that. COVID, however tragic and devastating the pandemic has been, poses the kind of grave danger that is required by Section six hundred and fifty five C one of the Occupational Safety and Health Act. Uh, It talks about the administration's prior statements uh, are inconsistent with the fact that it now pursues a mandate, Um, and again how inconsistent the administration has been. But it it says this the mandate is staggeringly overbroad, applying to to two out of three private sector companies in America in workplaces as diverse as the country itself, the mandate fails to consider what is perhaps the most salient fact of all. The ongoing threat of COVID-19 is more dangerous to some than others. All else equal, a 28 year old trucker spending the bulk of his workday in his cab is much less vulnerable than a 16, 62 year old prison janitor. Likewise, a naturally immune, unvaccinated worker is presumably at less risk than an unvaccinated worker who has never had the virus. The list goes on, but the, 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 the mandate fails almost completely or to address in any way much of this reality and common sense. It's not a common sense enactment. Um, and so... There is a lot of good stuff in here, but it says the mandate exceeds the federal government's authority because it regulates non-economic activity that falls squarely within the state's police power. A person's choice to remain unvaccinated and forego regular testing is a non-economic activity. Um, That, folks, is something that if you've been listening to this program, you already know. And so... Uh, the court also continues, the Constitution vests limited legislative power in Congress. For more than a century, Congress has routinely used this power to delegate policy-making specifics. But in this case, they have magnanimous, I mean, in, by volumes, they have exceeded their ability to delegate. In seeking to, to delegate the, the authority here, OSHA runs afoul of the statute from which it draws its power. Um, it is an unbelievable overreach uh, of federal authority for which the federal government has no power to uh, enact. So, it's a great opinion from uh, the Court of Appeals folks for the um, Fifth Circuit. And it is, I think, the first of many opinions that will come that will show uh, that, in fact, as we have many of us have been saying. The, these mandates are not constitutional, and they will not stand. So uh, we've got a couple of folks who have been holding. Uh, actually, Mark, the cab driver, is on the line. Mark, I want to get you in real quick before the end of the program. What's uh, what's on your mind this morning?
6: Yeah, my name is Mark. I am a cab driver here in Myrtle Beach. Um, I am trans-vaccinated, um, which means um, I'm not vaccinated, but I identify as being vaccinated.
2: <laughs> I think that's wonderful, Mark. We'll give you a ding <laughs> for that one.
6: <laughs> my um my my concern is um my uh, third grade grandchildren out in Loris are being taught Chinese symbols, huh. which you know I think that shouldn't be taught.
2: Well, under Joe Biden, it might come yeah. in handy. Who's uh? What's well, the, you mean exactly. like uh like the Chinese alphabet, Chinese writing? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. I'm you know, and,
6: and I found I found that concerning because. Um, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping that I'm dead before we've come to the United States or China, but uh, looks like it's getting too close. I to think
2: that. I think the clock is ticking. Mark, we've got to run. You've reached the but thank you for the call, folks. We've reached the end of another edition of Saturday morning coffee. Let me leave you with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, understand. and He will direct your paths. That's Proverbs three, five, and six. You They'll have it. a blessed week, and we'll be back next week with more Saturday morning coffee.
0: And now, thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk ninety four point five.